Welcome to the new Paradigm Podcast. My name is Morten Hake and this is the place where we'll talk about the stuff that's going to make you remember who you really are. Let's go. Alright guys, welcome to another episode of the New Paradigm Podcast. Today I'm pretty stoked to have Mara Gleason in our living room right now. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, you are the co-founder of One Thought, uh, three principles company based in New York and in and London. And London. Yeah. Very much welcome here. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Me too, to have you here. Um, so I was just asking you... Like, uh, you're doing some events here in Oslo. Yeah. And I was just asking, like, uh, what's the angle? Uh, what's the angle in there? Like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, and you said just, like, uh, what I what I thought about, what you said. Uh, what got stuck is, like, just keep it simple. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wanted to jump right into that and, and ask, like, um, what does that sen- sentence mean to you and... Yeah. And, and and why did you guys choose that angle? Yeah. It's a good question. I mean, there's kind of two things that jump into my mind. And one is kind of uh, takes me back to when I first came across the understanding of the three principles. And another is sort of something I've been realizing lately, yeah. working with different kinds of people in different populations. But I remember when I originally... Um, came across the principles it's kind of a long story but I'll make it short is that my uh, dad was uh, working for a he was kind of managing at a management level in an outdoor advertising company in the states and they wanted to promote him to CEO but they felt like he needed some tweaking before they could do that (laughs) they felt like he needed some tweaking oh yeah definite (laughs) definite tweaking needed um He was kind of, uh, in terms of his interpersonal dynamics with people, uh, he was sort of, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Unpredictable. You know, sometimes he was awesome and really brilliant, and then other times he was really hard on people and harsh, and people were very sort of frightened of him. And so I think they wanted to put him in a more senior role, but they were kind of scared of what the fallout of that might be. Yeah. And... I mean, I'm totally making this up based on my, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he, sense, would, <laughs> I think he would, he would agree with that. I mean, I've had enough conversations with about, with him about it now. I mean, he's very aware that that's kind of his, his snag in yeah. his own thought process is getting really reactive. And when he does, he gets pretty explosive. So, gotcha. um, his boss at the time was this really interesting kind of billionaire guy who owned a lot of different companies. And he was always looking for, like, what's the next thing that can kind of help mm. catapult one of my companies? Like, he was looking for what makes people take leaps, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I think he was at an event. I'm not even sure if I have this right, because this was so long ago. This was, like, we're talking early 90s, I think. Okay. Um, he came across George Pransky of Pransky & Associates, and he was George was talking about the three principles at this event for business leaders that my dad's boss attended. Okay. And he heard something in it that he thought, oh, this might be what I've been looking for. Like, this might be what makes people take a leap. Yeah. And he's like, All right, I want to test drive it. Uh. And I want that guy to be my guinea pig, meaning my dad. Okay. <laughs> so, nice. So he, because my dad's company, the one he was in at that time was going bankrupt and the banks wanted to seize the company and blah, blah, blah. And so he was kind of like desperate and was like, all right, I'm willing to try anything. Why don't we send this Kevin guy out to Pransky and Associates and put him through this program and see what it does. So that was when I was 12 years old. Uh, And all I knew at the time was that my dad went away on a business trip and he came back five days later. (laughs) And the first thing he did when he got home was he came in the house and asked to see my brother and I in the living room. And I was really nervous because I was like, did we do something wrong? Like, are we getting in trouble? Because like when my dad like was like, can I see you in the living room? I was like, shit. Like, and I remember looking at Max, my brother, being like, what'd you do? He's like, nothing. What'd you do? I was like, I don't know. So 
he talked to us and he was like, I just want to apologize for the way things have been, the way I've been. And I feel like I learned some things this week. And I can promise you things are going to be different now. Mm-hmm. And I was totally skeptical and kind of just really, I mean, I was really affected by how different he felt. He felt really different. Mm. And you were 12 at the time. Yeah, yeah, 11 or 12, yeah. I don't remember, yeah. but 11 or 12. Yeah, you obviously picked up on that, yeah. Yeah, I'd <laughs> never seen him like that. He was like really humble and really soft and kind of open. Yeah. And I could tell he meant it, but even though he was different and I knew he was being genuine, I still had my way of thinking about him. Uh, so I was kind of like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah. Like, we'll see. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'd like, yeah, to, I'd like yeah. to watch this play out for a little while, like, because yeah. in my mind, I was like, whatever you're talking about right now is likely to have a short shelf life, and you're going to mm. go back to being the normal you in no time. So I kind of was like, mm, okay, and I just watched him for a while, and like three weeks later, I was like, all right, he's different, and it's real, and it's lasting. So I. Went and asked my mom, because I was scared of my dad. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> ask him. I didn't want to initiate like conversations of substance with him, because I never knew where it would go. Um, so I asked my mom, I'm like, so where did he go? Like, yeah. what happened that week? Because he is. He's different. Yeah. And long story short, it just like that was this moment in my life where I was like, that is so interesting that, I mean, my mom was like, you should go talk to him about it. I was like, I know, I don't want to talk to him about it. I want you to tell me. Just tell me what he did. And she's like, I can't really explain it. Like, he went on this program, and they talked to you about your mind, and you should ask him about it. And she was, like, kind of encouraging me as his kid. She's like, you can do it. You you go talk to him about it. You'll be okay. I was like, all right, fine. So I asked my dad to explain it to me a bit. And I don't remember what he said. I mean, he basically gave me his version of understanding the principles of mind, consciousness, and thought. And basically, the only thing I remember is he said, I realize that all these things aren't happening to me. So a lot of the stress and the pressure that I felt in life and my own reactivity around that Mm. has just dissolved a good amount Mm. because I don't see it that way anymore. And he also talked, I remember him talking about how he'd always had a sense that there was a deeper dimension to life, Mm. but he didn't know how to like grab onto that in any way. And that this had given him access to that in a way that was very accessible and and more like tangible and alive in his life. Mm. So my dad had always been a deep and reflective person, but he kind of fought with his own mind at the same time. Gotcha. So, uh, he knew I was interested and I was probably more than my brother and sister. My sister was really young when that happened. She was like three. We always joke that she got dad 2.0 cause like <laughs> by the time yeah, yeah, yeah. she grew up in a very different feeling household than we grew up. And he was so chill by the time she came around. <laughs> Lucky girl. So I know I'm like, you have no idea how good you had it, you little shit. No. Um, so I I was kind of always the kid that asked him a lot of questions about it. He knew I was very intrigued and I wanted to know more and I wanted to learn about it. And I remember in high school, I like wrote a paper about it mm. and uh, with the little teeny tiny bit that I'd learned from oh. asking my dad questions and then listening to a few George CDs. And you wrote a paper in yeah. high school. Still have that? I have no idea. Probably not. Actually, uh. I'm sure I don't. It's probably on like a floppy disk somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those. And uh, so then when I was in college, my dad out of nowhere sent me the loose transcript to Sid's book, The Enlightened Gardener, Sidney Banks's book. And he hadn't even published it yet. And I didn't realize all this, but in in the background of my dad's life, like he had gotten so um, profoundly affected by this that he brought it into his entire company. He started having Sid Banks give, talk, give talks at his company. So my dad was really, like, immersing himself in it. Gotcha. And he'd become quite close with Sid. And mm. he went and visited Sid in Salt Spring. And Sid had a real affection for my dad. It was very cute. Whenever I would see him, he would ask about him. He, there's something about my dad that he really wanted to make an impact on. Uh. 
Um, and it's a shame I didn't ask Sid more about that when he was alive. But anyway, so my dad sent me the Enlightened Gardener, and I remember getting it, and all he did is it was just loose pages in an envelope, and it said, Mara, I think you'd enjoy this. Love, Dad. And I was like, okay. And I didn't even know. I mean, I think I knew who Sidney Banks was, but it didn't, like, register to me that that, I don't know. I was just kind of like, oh, he sent me some typed pages or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Called the Enlightened Gardener. Okay. <laughs> and I sat under a tree. It was a really beautiful day. I went to school in upstate New York. It was like a really pretty, just gotten warm out. And so I just sat under this tree and I had like 20 minutes before my cl- my next class was supposed to start. And it was a psychology class. And okay. I remember I was getting a little bit <laughs> disenchanted with psychology because yeah. I was like every name of my class was a disorder and I was like this is I remember looking at my schedule one day and being like this is depressing like I don't want to look at the world in this way and frankly like I remember sitting looking at the diagnostic manual the DSM-4 and being like I am most of these things some Mm. days of the week like how do you decide when you're officially messed up and when you're just having a bad day Mm. like it didn't make sense to me So it was kind of funny timing and I started reading and I just got totally sucked in. Like I've never, I've never been that way. Like I just got, I was, I completely lost myself in that story. And if you've ever read The Enlightened Gardener, it's not like a riveting, it's not the most amazing writing you've ever read in your life. It's like, it's pretty... It's pretty basic. I don't know. But there was something about it that just like I couldn't I couldn't stop. And I remember my friend Andrew walked by me and he was going to that class and he's like, Hey, are you coming to class? Like, come on. Like he saw me and I was like and I just remember looking at him being like, No, I'm not. I just skipped the class. I was like, I don't wanna go listen to that right this now. It makes sense. It doesn't feel right to me. And yeah. I'd never done that before. Like just skipped a class because I was like, I don't want to be thinking in that way for the next hour and so I stayed and I finished the whole book and I remember Mm. when it when I finished the last page I just had this like like overwhelming sense of like oh my god this makes life make sense and I was like I want to do this this is what I want to do it's so simple yeah it is so simple and everything else is so complicated yeah <laughs> unnecessarily complicated and then so i was true. like done i remember being like well there's my life plan yeah. and it was like i knew without a doubt in my mind like that was what i was gonna do and i knew it in that moment i was probably i don't know 19 20 years old and there was just something in you know that book and the way he described the principles that i felt like i could look back at my life and see everything that had been hard mm. and everything that had been easy and completely understand how I had made it so. Mm. And I was like, if people just got that, mm. then everything is a whole lot easier. And I, I, for some reason in that moment, I could see it all so clearly. Everything that I'd made a mess of, yeah. everything that I was good at. It was like, yeah, totally. Yeah. This makes it make sense sweet like it's amazing and then you go yeah so yeah that was like i remember calling my dad and being like i don't want to major in psych anymore i want to do this work i want to work in the principles i have no idea how to go about doing that like what do i do it's not at my school i know that and my dad was like i don't really know what to tell you but george pransky would know what to tell you so why don't i just put you in touch with him here's his number and i remember calling him being like hi i'm kevin gleason's daughter mara he's like i know who you are i was like i want to do what you do and he's like that's great we were hoping you'd call us and say <laughs> he's like really linda's like oh yeah i have my eye on you since you were like 13 i was like okay about well. time yeah, yeah she's like finally here. you're like 20 let's get on it <laughs> so yeah they were like come out and do an internship with us when you graduate from school and we'll train you and so that's why i do what i do now so that was kind of what came to mind when you talked about Mm. keeping it simple it's like i was really struck and like i said there was not a shadow of a doubt in my mind that that was what i wanted to spend time sharing with people is something that makes life make sense in a really simple way 
Mm. that's universally true for all of us. And then as I've gotten older and started working with people in the business world and uh, all different kinds of people, education, Mm. military, sports, like I can really see over and over again in different ways how we have a tendency to try to figure ourselves out and try to figure life out in a way that just makes it more complicated. Mm. And you notice that the older people get, the more they start doing Mm. to try to make it easier. And it's like the principles basically gives you like free permission to stop doing all Mm. of that. And I just feel really lucky. Like I just get by dumb luck. I got to sort of stumble across this right before I started doing that in my own life. Mm. You know, like, I don't know about you, but I was pretty carefree in college. Yeah. So, like, right about, like, as I said, I was starting to major in psychology, and it was like, okay, now you can start to think a lot about life and think intensely about people. And I just happened to come across the principles and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon that. (laughs) Yeah, yep. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. So I feel like it really has been a tremendous gift for me to have an understanding of my own mind that lets me stay out of the complication. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. And I just want to share that with people because I think, I mean, I could go off on a super tangent about it, but I think in terms of human evolution, it's like our only hope, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like it's, human advancement rests on people realizing that there's not as much value in winding yourself up yeah. in your mind about what you're trying to do. And unfortunately, I think that that's sort of the current state of affairs yeah. in a lot of what what adults are up to. Not kids, mostly just adults. Mostly just <laughs> adults. Yeah, yeah. It's the reason why this podcast called New Paradigm Podcast is yeah. something yeah, I, I totally agree. It's the only thing like there's something happening for sure. Yeah. I'm curious to hear about <clears throat> since you have so, uh, a lot of experience in different fields mm-hmm. um, and I imagine people listening to this are from different fields so you know um, I talk a lot about you know we work with people and they're like life and you know lifestyle and all that but like you worked with companies and you'd said military j- jails is that uh, no i said military sports education sports i've been into education. a jail once which was fascinating yeah. but i'm not currently working in jails gotcha i'm just yeah i'm curious because um you know so many people probably you know so many people suffering not understanding Mm -hmm. this and uh and like what's some do you have some like interesting stories from different places yeah you like experience some something that got you thinking you know what i mean yeah what i find fascinating is like there are so many areas that i know nothing about And yet it doesn't matter Mm. because this sort of like undercuts everything in life. Like when I first started working with businesses, I remember thinking, I don't know anything about business. Like I never really worked in one. (laughs) Like I waited tables in high school and college and then... And then I did an internship in the legislature and then I started doing this and I remember thinking like, oh, I need to, I need to know something about business before I can go walking into a business and talk to these people. And what was fascinating is what I realized is like, actually, no, if you just get curious and you listen to people, they'll tell you exactly where they struggle in their thinking and it's not personal it's universal Mm. so you realize like when you're talking to people about the principles it's universally applicable to all of us no matter what you do because it's not the content of your life that matters it's your relationship to your understanding of your own mind and that kind of comes before anything you do 
So it was really cool to realize, like, I could go anywhere and talk to anyone. And we're kind of all up against the same thing. We're just, like, basically more or less compelled by certain thinking that we believe to be real or believe to be externally put upon us or... And all you'd have to do is start to talk to people that about like, you're not that. You're this unlimited potential for anything to come to mind. And the less kind of gripped you get by what you think about in life, you start to kind of let go and experience more of a free flow in existence that lets people stay in that kind of childlike openness to life where learning is easy and effortless and you're really resilient and mm. and it's like that's true for CEOs as much as it's true for athletes as much as it's true for guys sitting in jail mm. and that was really encouraging for me to learn and continue to learn because sometimes I'll sit down with people and they'll tell me what they have going on and I think oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I know it's not helpful to be like, how are you dealing with that? I'm like, that's not what they need to hear right now. But that's what I'm thinking is I'm like, that's some crazy shit you've yeah. got going on. But it's so cool to know that it doesn't matter what people do in life, what's happened to them in life. Yeah, and how they've been trying to manage their thinking. Exactly. Yeah. It's all irrelevant in this. Yeah. It's all about just really dropping into a deeper appreciation of the fact that there's a universal intelligence behind life yeah that is so much more powerful than your little personal usage of that yeah. and that's what most people are trying to do in the business world in the sports world is get better at their personal use of the mind mm -hmm. and this kind of drops people out of that in a way it says don't worry about it there just understand that there's an impersonal intelligence behind mm -hmm. life and you will get so much more of an updraft. Oh, yeah. Like the moment I'm like, <laughs> I go in, like I feel the waves of like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I sit and work and then I struggle, struggle. And I'm like, there, that's impossible. And this is hard. And I can't focus. I'm not productive. And I'm also thinking about not being productive <laughs> while not being productive. <laughs> you know, I'm going that full infinity thing there totally. and, you know and continuing and then and at one point i go like oh dang i i can just sit back and relax <laughs> yeah. and then uh and then you know it's it, it will happen through me in the perfect way that i can't even imagine and then and then it's like riding in the back seat of your own experience, kind of. Totally. And you're just like, oh, it's like falling into a pillow. Someone described that feeling or something similar as like falling into a big pillow. And I resonate a lot with that because it feels like that, you know? It's like, oh, I thought I was going to drive this whole fucking universe mm -hmm. <laughs> at the same time. And then, and then realizing... Yeah. What we're pointing towards, yeah. Yeah. It was really funny because when I started out doing this work, I just assumed I didn't know anything and therefore assumed I was going to just be terrible at it. And mm. that was completely okay with me because I was like, yeah, whatever, I'm new. Like, what do you want from me? Nice. <laughs> so I was really good. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I was so not trying, like, when I was an intern, my learning was just like, yeah. like I would go anywhere, do anything, try anything. Yeah. And they could like throw me in the deep end. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to flail about, but that's yeah. fine. And it was really interesting because then when I went from being an intern to getting hired and getting a paycheck, I was like, okay, time to be good. <laughs> and I was you just like, <laughs> like total you started managing round that to a train. halt. Yeah. <laughs> And I la it lasted for a few weeks. And I remember Aaron, who's now my business partner. And at that time, he was kind of the CEO at Pransky and Associates. And he's sort of like, you know, he'd like check in on me. And I remember he's like, how's it going? And I was like, you know, good-ish. It's fine. Like all like 
I was like, why are you asking me this? I feel like you're asking me this because you know I suck. <laughs> and uh, and it was really funny because he's like, are you doing okay? I was like, well, yeah. He's I'm like, just... are you doing okay? And you're like, yeah. I know you're asking me because I'm like, suck. It's written all over my face that I'm trying too hard. It's oh, a perfect example. And it was yeah. so cute because he was just like, yeah, well, you seem just so unbelievably free and unselfconscious as an intern like why not just stay like that and i was like well i want to do a good job now like i want to earn my keep i don't want to let you guys down and he goes that's how you did a good job (laughs) and i was like duh yeah that's totally what we teach people okay and i was like and that was it and then i was like back in that space of just like yeah i'm just gonna have fun and know nothing because as you said when you know nothing you let go and fall into that pillow Uh because you trust that there's just something that's going to show up and show you. It's like every day when I walk out of the door, I don't know what's going to happen, but I have this amazing intelligence running through me all the time that kind of lets me figure it out in the moment. Like, Oh, there's a car there. Don't step into the street. Like I didn't plan that today. I'm not going to walk into cars. (laughs) (laughs) It just happens automatically. And there's so much freedom and letting go of this, like, needing to know and needing to be good and just mm. trusting that you have this intelligence that will guide you and show you where to go and how to learn and what to do. And that was really cool to see. Like, I can walk into a business and learn everything I need to know about what they do and how they struggle and how I can help them see that differently. Mm. Or I can work with athletes that play a sport that I know nothing about. Mm. And I'll just, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll learn. And that's what I want people to feel in working with us. It's like, you have, you already have everything you mm. need. You don't need to add a whole bunch more crap to it. So true. You can let go, fall into the pillow, take a load off. Trust. And trust that mind or the mm. intelligence behind life is kind of in partnership with you. It'll mm. take care of you if you let it. Yeah, it's funny we we touched upon trust. Now we actually have this. We're, while we were in Thailand, we built up this membership site called the Trust Box, all about exactly that. I love the 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 the, the vibe of the word trust. It points in the right direction for me. Trusting the 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 nature, self healing system, whatever. Yeah. What we <clears throat> what we both talked about in those two examples, just all of a sudden we drop into <laughs> while while it's in the middle of the storm and i'm there completely i don't feel like saying buying in would even cover it because it's real you know mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. problems are real in that second and like you said when he asked are you okay or like how do you feel you were like <laughs> interpreting that as right. you suck or right, something. So, totally. you know that's yeah. like your world view at that moment there's no there's no getting off that and then and then it's like this knowing it's like this notion comes along in the river of thoughts mm-hmm. and be like oh by the way you're feeling your thinking or it's some you know whatever works for you mm-hmm. and then Yeah, it was really cool. We did this um, event uh, a couple months ago in New York, um, just cutting edge of leadership is what it was called. And we just, it was the first time we've ever not worked with a specific company, but just kind of opened it up to leaders from all different companies just to get a cross section of different kinds of business people in a room together learning about this. And it was only like a two and a half day event. And it was really cool because this one guy who's like a, sort of uh senior designer at a fashion company came okay and uh before they came we asked them questions about um, what were some of their challenges in their business and he wrote this like super long like (laughs) (laughs) multi-page this is my problem and 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 i was like wow i'm glad this guy's coming i hope he gets something (laughs) And and a lot of it was kind of how he wasn't as good as he wanted to be. And then a lot of it was dealing with other people and how frustrating they were. And 
It was really cool because kind of you could see at the end of the first day of sort of talking about these principles, he was kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I feel like I've heard some of this before, but like, I don't know. I'm just taking it. And he was kind of like healthfully skeptical, but Mm. still open. And then by the end of the second day, you could see him just kind of relax and drop. He sort of very visibly dropped out of all of that very very real concerned like i'm i'm doing a good job here i'm working hard i'm trying Mm. to get better sort of thinking and it's just funny because you talk about sort of trusting or having faith and on the third day he's like yeah you know like as a gay guy i'm not a particularly religious person i don't really like the idea of church he's like but i would come here every sunday I would do this Mm. every week. And he said, because I feel like I feel different. And I feel different because I have a faith in something that I didn't really know existed but hoped existed. Mm. That's making me realize I am my only problem ever. He goes like, I think about what I wrote to you two days ago and I can't even like relate to it. He's like, I've just been in my own way. Love that. And he's like, so yeah, like I feel like I can totally see how that was all of my own creation. And I'm just feeling this feeling of like a total faith Mm -hmm. that that's not really a problem. Mm. It's really cool. Aaron and I were like, you should come every Sunday. We like you. <laughs> it's really awesome. Love to have you here. And he's like, I would do this every Sunday. I was like, me too. <laughs> it's amazing. It's interesting that... Uh, um, do you think, like... It's interesting how religions has... Religions has just, like, um, shown up. Because I... In my... It seems like they're all pointing to the same thing. Yeah. Like, whatever you... Like, if you call it source or... uh, This thing that we're pointing towards. And uh, and then... I don't know. I just wanted to discuss religion, actually. Okay. And, like, the the, the, the idea... Um, Well, I know for me, like... My... um feeling about religion has changed a lot yeah so i noticed too that's why i yeah like i think i was a little bit judgmental of it before um i not i think i was i was judgmental of it mm. yeah i don't even need to say more about it than that but what i've found fascinating is that since finding my own understanding of feeling for Mm. um a greater intelligence behind life Mm. i can now see things in other religions and really resonate with it like i remember i did this this is years ago but i did a like three-day event for a group of i guess like troubled teens is what you'd call them like They were struggling with mental health issues. Some of them were kind of in foster care, Mm. um, you know, trying to, like, get jobs and whatever. So we did this program at an old church because it was free, you know. Nice. And I remember we took a break one day, and it was really, really nice. Like, they just, they were really lovely, and the feeling of it was going really well, and I was very, I was just sort of in a really nice, quiet space in my head. Mm-hmm. And we took a break, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to go walk walk around the church. Mm-hmm. Just to, like, go for a walk. And I remember looking on the walls and reading all the scriptures and t- and, like, absolutely feeling the truth in it. Mm. And it really affected me. And it's funny because I see in our work that there's a lot of times where people are struggling to kind of get it through their intellect. Yeah. 
okay, so what is mind? What is consciousness? What is thought? How does that work? And when am I going to feel different? And how do I feel different? And can I <laughs> accelerate my feeling different? It's already different? complicated, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you just want to like pet their head and be like, shh, yeah. like, just relax. And I realized I'd never relaxed about religion. I'd always been really intellectual and judgy about it. Mm. And I think just because I was sort of really spaced out and I just, in my mind, I was just going for a walk mm. and sort of taking it in like I would be looking at artwork or listening to music. And it, I felt it. I felt the beauty of it. Yeah. I felt the truth in it. And I was like, oh, religion's not the problem. <laughs> <laughs> my head about religion has been the problem and i think you know it's not to say that i don't see that religion that in the name of religion people have done a lot of stupid things Mm -hmm. but i don't think it's religion's fault you know it's like as you said i think it's all pointing to the same source but we get confused and we Mm -hmm. complicate it and we make it personal Mm -hmm. and therefore we make it a reason to do a lot of stupid shit because Mm -hmm. once we make it personal we get stupid about it Mm -hmm. But I could really see. And then I just, I feel very fortunate that I've ended up working with a lot of different religions Mm. and people who consider themselves very religious. Mm. And it's been a really beautiful experience. Like I can so appreciate why they're doing what they're doing. You see everything. Yeah. That's cool. What do you think about it? Uh, no, I had like similar insights, uh, you know, my dad is very religious Christian and, uh, he, he like, I had a great talk with him, uh, you know, where we just kind of like, you know, vibed, but from different, uh, mm. perspectives, mm-hmm. I guess, um, that was cool and 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 also when i when we were in thailand now the the buddhist religion there when we went in the temples and stuff same thing like i've never i I just see (coughs) a different uh view than i used to you know i used to look for errors more than falling into the party of understanding it you know what I mean like it's not very it's not very com- it's usually boils down to not being very complicated at all and then when now I talk about religion and then there's cool fables and stories yeah. where you can you know again and again kind of like uh, tap into that vibe I guess yeah uh, so all of a sudden religion becomes something cool to study instead of something I was I guess afraid of on in, on some that's the word I that came out you know what I mean like afraid of uh, I was judging probably yeah and like afraid of being that religious guy you know what I mean mm-hmm. and now it's just like <laughs> same thing mm-hmm. it's, it's just oh Okay, that was also a thought, <laughs> you know. Glad that's passed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> and it's so Everything funny you guys talk. We uh, sorry, I interrupt you, but we we were at you and you, Eric, were uh, speaking uh, two days ago at uh, here in Oslo, and we pop by unannounced, and we had a great time. It was awesome, by the way. And uh, you talked about. Oh, we're just talking about religion. Yeah, <laughs> you were just oh, lost it. You said you realized it was just a thought, and I said, "Oh, it's nice that that." Yeah, it's now. yeah. You were talking about like waking up to it instead of. <laughs> I love that because it's like when I talk with people, sometimes I can see that they are, like, they're like making a road, you know, constantly to to get closer to some kind of goal of understanding mm-hmm. while being busy doing all that and then at one point they understand that it's you know this whole role that they're building in the wilderness and the answers and the question in the beginning is all made up <laughs> and then they like wake up from 
the dream it's kind of like when you talked about waking up instead of like kind of finding or understanding you know it's you know it's just words but like waking up kind of like points to the fact that we kind of experience it after the fact you know what i mean yeah uh which i really liked that way of describing it or pointing (laughs) yeah i have like glimpses where i can see i don't even know how to say it really but like it's like that how do you encapsulate all of it kind of feeling it's too big it's way too big but like (laughs) i'm like so it's all made up (sighs) okay like like all all like you know i'm like but every time i see something new i'm like yep there's that and then there's that and then there and it's like i know that as a human i'm forever gonna be seeing the world through those little paths that you talked about the little mara made paths and like it's funny because i i feel like my understanding of the principles kind of comes in waves and Mm. like i'll kind of like grow out of my last wave or it'll get i'll almost like it'll i'll see something and it'll be really helpful for a while and then i can feel i outgrow it like the clothes like when you're a kid you're like these pants just do not fit anymore like they're really short and awkward and and i feel like that (laughs) happens with my understanding and there was a way in which i used to be frustrated or confused by I remember asking Sydney Banks one time I'm like why the form Mm -hmm. why do we make this stuff up Mm. because I can see now I can't see it all the time but I can understand on some level some part of me gets that it's just form and form just comes from a thought and while you're in it it feels real but it's not Mm -hmm. and at some point you see beyond the form of it and you're free again and so Mm -hmm. you just what why then why the form it mm. just looked stupid to me mm. <laughs> like mm. frustrating and i remember thinking like okay great so when i die i'll get it like i'll officially wake up to the fact that i made up everything about myself <laughs> and all of it wasn't real but until then i gotta operate in this world of form yeah. why why not just be like <laughs> totally clued into the fact that it's all a formless reality and the form is total bs and in typical Sid fashion, he just like laughed and like patted me on the head and was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, dearie!" Like sometimes you just have to be okay with the mysteries in life. I was like, "Okay." It's like, thanks for the non-answer. I love Sid. that. <laughs> but it was very sweet. He was sort of just like, "Oh, shut up!" You know, like you'll be okay. Just stop thinking so hard about it, and 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 trust that you you're not going to understand it. You just yeah. not. Yeah. But then I feel like in the last couple years particularly since like i have my own business now and i'm running that and like i'm responsible for all of these things like Mm -hmm. i bought a house and it's like (laughs) you know it's it's really easy to start thinking that no those things are real you know and you kind of you do you, you can start to take yourself more seriously but I don't know why or when it happened, but something kind of shifted in me a couple of years ago where or maybe it wasn't even that long. I don't know. I'm terrible with perception of time, but <laughs> I suddenly saw that the form was like fun. Mm. It's a game. Mm. Like it's a game that we all get to play. Mm. And like how cool that we get to play that game. Like know, right? I'm basically <laughs> just sitting here with like a massive ball of play-doh yeah as like a three-year-old and i'm like i wonder what i can build today yeah. and like i wonder what I'll, and it's like oh i'm building a business isn't my business pretty don't you love my business mom <laughs> like and it's like yeah you made that up out of play-doh but it's not like you yes it's not like the meaning of life but you have moments where you're like so into what you created you're like this is the meaning of my life and mm. this is so important and But it was nice because I felt like I didn't realize until I shifted around it that I had sort of almost uh, judged the form of thought as kind of like this nuisance in life. It was like, why are you get off of me? Like, why are you doing that to me? You know, like it was restricting me in a way that I'm like, can't I just be formless, you know? And then I was like, oh, no, actually, it's just a really fun game. Yeah. And, like, you can see it, like, your art in life. Like, you're just making art. 
make it and then tear it down and then make something new and then tear that down and then just do that until you die because that sounds like a whole lot of fun yeah (laughs) i love that it's funny actually you said tear it down because i had on this whiteboard i i came back from thailand and then i read through my whiteboard and i like oh lots of like cool ideas and plans and and then at the end there it says like throw the plan in the toilet anytime exclamation yeah. mark that was like the how i apparently rounded up my it was like okay very cool but also not important at all you know, yeah, you know totally. I mean? these are things i need to do in life or not or not whatever. <laughs> yeah. oh it's so nice to feel that like there's such a freedom in that and a simplicity yeah all right, tell us about uh, what's happening this weekend. Yeah, so um, I'm headed to London for a conference, but then I'll be back. And on Friday, May 22nd, I'm speaking at Elevate. Yeah. I'll be talking mostly about um, this understanding of the principles behind how our state of mind creates our reality around business. Because mm. um, like I said, I really feel like being able to see that you're playing with Play-Doh is such mm. a nicer way oh, it's... to do business yeah. than, than the way a lot of people are going about it. And like I said earlier, kind of the innocent overcomplication mm. of that process and how to do it right and how to grow and all that stuff has just been so profoundly freeing in my life. And like I said, I didn't know anything about business. And I feel like my understanding of the principles is what totally made me fearless in starting a business and growing it and I absolutely love what I do so I want to share that with people at that event and then the next day on the 23rd the Saturday um, I'm just going to do a day event for the general public for anyone who's interested in kind of having the opportunity to dialogue more go more in depth and understanding what these principles are all about and how it can help you in your understanding of life so that's really just kind of open to anyone and we're just going to see where it goes, where yeah. people want to take it and what they want to talk about. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's uh, <clears throat> my like uh, feeling of how like my, my business changed when exploring these principles. Um, now it's like, now I feel like a, a, a kid with in a playing ground, you know, yeah. I can, uh, like I from idea to uh, to execution mm-hmm. is 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 very short. Yeah. I just run with ideas if they feel good there and then, and then uh, and then builds upon that builds upon, and then uh, I'm just running around having a good time, just like you said, and yeah. and then I just wanted to say that because just to reinforce and tell people that I would highly recommend you to to join this because it's been revolutionary for me and apparently for you guys and yeah. you know this is this is it like when well, we have the proof in the businesses yeah. that we've worked with which is what I think is so awesome about this is it's not feeling good for the sake of feeling good or even feeling good as relief mm. from feeling bad it's really showing people that if you look after your state of mind and you, as you said, are having fun, mm-hmm. that is like you pointed out, like from idea generation to execution shortens mm-hmm. dramatically. Mm-hmm. People's energy changes. Mm-hmm. And so their productivity changes mm-hmm. and their mm-hmm. relationships with the people that they care about when they go home from whatever job they have change. And it's mm-hmm. like everything people are trying to do becomes different when I mean, mm-hmm. they're doing it from a different space. Yeah. And most people don't feel like it's responsible to care most about that. They think there's other more important things to care about. Like whatever, Mm. I can't read that because it's in Norwegian, (laughs) but whatever the other stuff on that board is, it's like, you know, people are like, fix the budget, put, you know, turn this in by this deadline, like blah, blah, blah. And it seems it's very easy for people to mistake that somehow those things are the primary focal point Mm. in running a good business. And like I said, what we can kind of prove from the companies we've worked with 
is that they've got it flopped. Mm. It's like when people start to appreciate that, no, in a different feeling state, Mm. in a different, more expanded space in your mind that's a lot freer Mm. to play, Mm. you will reach deadlines faster. You will come up with way better ideas. You will execute them so much more effortlessly. It's like all those measurements that companies are looking at are affected by the state of mind of people in the company. So if people can just know like, oh, I only need to focus on that and then everything else follows that, Mm. that can be a total game changer for people. So I'd say that's why you should come. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for doing this. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening into this podcast. Uh, It was a pleasure and I hope you enjoyed it too. Uh, Other than that, I hope to see you in Oslo the 22nd of May. It starts at 2 p.m. and goes on till 8 o'clock in the evening. And the day after, Mara Gleason is doing an in-depth full-day event just like we talked about. So there's going to be Michael Neal, Mara Gleason and Kjetil Haugmo who's going to be... Uh, speaking at the Elevate Summit and then the day after Mara is doing an in-depth full day uh, where you can ask any questions and completely dive in and explore this, these principles um, I got you a good deal uh, so go to mortenhake.com slash you are what you seek in one word and you'll get the best, best prices This was the Paradigm Shift Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please share it on your Facebook. If not, then please don't. <laughs> <laughs> no.